Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Sorry to interrupt. Could you come as close to the mic as you can? Okay, I'm going to put it up. Oi. Should have asked you earlier. All right. All right. Is this better? That is a little bit better, yes. Okay. All right. Okay, go for it. Hey, hey, hey. We're black. We're back. We're brand ambition. Hey, Mandra. What's up? You were really just like savoring those notes tonight. I was. I felt. I was feeling very. I don't know, like melancholy. I can only. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a dreary, dreary January. We have to. We have to talk about what happened with Kobe Bryant. Oh my God, that story. It is just. Yeah it's crushing it just it was like blow after blow yesterday I, I you know first first it's the you know you see the news and you're I thought it was a hoax I'd like like many people did yeah. could not I was like this is not true and then when that became real and then you learn additionally that it was his daughter and then uh then the other family on Families. the pl- oh, helicopter <sighs> I mean I honestly had to take a moment and just stop looking at stories about it because my mommy, my new mama nerves are too shot for this. Like I just, it's too, it just makes you want to hug and squeeze everybody and never let them get out of your sight. I, I don't even know how to, because like you said, to your point, when I first heard about it, I was like, what kind of crazy joke is that? And then there was like news circulating that all his daughters were on the flight with him. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know? Mm-hmm. That was sad too, just how fast people wanted to cover the story and then disinformation yes. got out there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, quote unquote, reputable news outlets saying things that weren't true. They were saying Rick Fox was on the flight and all this other stuff. And I'm like, what, what, what? It just was like, you know what? Slow down from a moment from trying to be the first ones to say. You know, that I heard that the police reprimanded TMZ for sharing about Kobe before his family even knew. Can you imagine? I, when, when, you know, cause TMZ is when you first broke it. And I was like, this only happened a couple hours ago. I pray to God that the family knew before they saw it. Like, I mean, can you, no, and they said not, not, they didn't, they didn't um, for real. They no, found out. Well, that's oh what they, God. they said that, that, um, I don't, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know if his wife maybe have known, but that before like, like the family was, um, the police reprimanded them because this is, this is not like, you know, 
president dumps crap that you're just posting. This is someone's life and death, you know? And for to steal that moment from a mother to sit down, to have to tell your children that news is already the most, I can only imagine the most traumatic, you know, news ever that you're dealing with your grief and you have to sit down and tell your, your, your young children that their father and their sister is gone. And then to not even have that in your control, that someone in the media would steal that from you and they have to find out from the headlines or from their social media or wherever they found out. Ugh. Just keeps getting sadder. Well, have you been? I know we haven't been, you guys have been having a few reruns. And um, I know you guys missed us. That's why we back. We skipped, you know, it felt like a long break. We were only off a week. Um, oh. Yeah, I know, right? It felt like weeks. <laughs> wasn't it just a week? I don't know. My time my time element is all out of whack. But yeah, we took a little bit of an un, unexplained break, you guys. As you know, I just had a, a baby in November. And I know I joked about it, but I really did think I would be ready to come back to the show when we did, um, right after the new year. And this show means a lot to me personally. And I know Tiffany as well. And we love coming to you guys every week. And it feels like I I get very attached to that promise that there will be a new show from us, you know, almost every week. And there has been for four and a half years now, but I really ran into some, some coping, uh, just some problems coping with all the changes since I had the baby, just, it really got to me the past couple of weeks. And, while I feel like I have tons of support, um, I have family and friends who have been really helpful to me, I needed to take a little bit of a step back and just focus on my own mental health and focus on this highly complex little tiny human being that I have to figure out like I'm cracking some kind of code every hour of every day um, and just focus on my baby and on me. And so I asked Tiffany if she would be okay if we took a little bit of a, a break um, and yes, you were kind enough to say yes. And I said, hell no, no, of course I said that. <laughs> no, I told Mandy that like, you know, even in the best of circumstances, having a baby is traumatic. It just is. It's trauma to the body, trauma to your emotions, trauma to your heart, your soul. It's just new. So I think that people forget that when a baby is born, it's not just a baby that's being born. A parent is born too. Um, especially, you know, obviously with your, with your first and, Everyone's trying to figure it out and that to take as much time as you need. There's no, there's no ticking time clock about you have to know and figure it out by this time. And just, I told Mandy, honestly, take as much time as you need. And um, yeah, you guys have been awesome. I'm sure you guys have been hitting Mandy up and giving her like some mommy advice. Those of you who are moms and yeah, I just feel like, you know, it's such a special time and I don't think the pressure we give so many moms to like be on point, be so sharp, be like, Why? No, it's not even from it's not even from society. It was pressure I put on myself too to just be normal, like be my old self really quickly. And I, in some ways, I did feel like my old self, but I underestimated how honestly what I what I will say about so far um, with with a newborn stage is it really just strips you bare and exposes every issue you ever had and makes it really hard to hide it. So my problems with anxiety that I've pretty much had my whole life through college, whatever, my career, always kind of dealt with anxiety issues. Whereas before I could turn on an audiobook and, you know, get my mind off of my worries and go to sleep at night. I was literally just laying awake all night long, having really scary thoughts about my baby, um, mm. which were really scary. But I'm doing I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing really well. And I don't want anyone to worry. Um, as you guys know, one of the first things I did when I found out I was pregnant was start looking for a therapist who specializes 
in um, working with new moms. I think at the time I knew I would need a soft place to land. And I'm really proud of myself for having that forethought of I need to have this in place, this, this safety blanket, this security system in place for myself, because nothing would have been like, if I had had to find a whole new therapist through the fog I was in, there was no F like I could hardly mm. find time to use the bathroom every day, you know, let alone start Googling, you know, therapists in my area. So um, I, st- I continued talking to my, even though I didn't see her as often, I still, you know, called and texted my therapist when I felt like I was really hitting the wall. Um, and we've, we're still, I'm in the middle of it. I don't want to pretend like I'm done. You know, I'm, I feel like I was just telling Tiffany, I'm in the, this fog and it feels like what was different is two weeks ago. It didn't seem like the fog was ever going to end. Um, oh shit. I'm getting kind of emotional. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Mandra. Um, on the plus side, this is the first time I've cried in two weeks. So that's, a, that's a win, <laughs> but it's the fog two weeks ago was opaque and now it feels like there's light. Um, and I think the reason is one, I'm, you know, getting help that I need. And I told my mom, it was really hard to tell my mom for some reason, told my mom, told my sister, told my family and just let them know, Hey, I'm really struggling. So while you're asking me for pictures of the baby all day long, just know that on the other Mm. end of this phone, I'm a hot mess. Um, and check in with me too. And that really helped, um, just to let people know that, um, I needed their support as well. And I've just been being really open about it. And so seeing therapists, um, and I, and I wanted to shout out some resources that have really helped me just really quick. Um, you know, okay, therapy good. is not the only thing that I've been turning to. I've also spent a lot of late nights on Reddit. I might've mentioned Reddit before, but there's a, yes, there's a subreddit called beyond the bump and all the moms on there are just so great. And at 3am, when you're just like, you know, you're nursing the baby and you're delirious, it's really been my like little comfort to go there and just hear other women share what they're going through and feel completely seen and feel like nothing I'm going through is unusual. And then okay, there's a book that I want to, you know, I love a good book. Um, I just gave one of um, my, uh, one of my friends who's having a baby next week, I just gave her this book and I'm going to give it to every new mom ever. And it's called, okay. and, and for anyone um, who knows a new mom out there, um, this is an amazing gift. It's called Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. And it was actually written by people um, in the mental health uh, 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 industry, can I say industry? But, uh, who have mental, mm-hmm. who have experience dealing with moms with postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. And it is just, it's it's literally just a uh, illustrated book that kind of goes through all the crazy things that are I'm not, I hate to say crazy, but all the thoughts yeah. totally normal, but can be scary thoughts that kind of go through your mind. And again, it just made me feel so seen and like I wasn't actually um, unusual in any way and really comforted me. So those two things, plus the fact that I have um, um, my, my great therapist, Hey Laura, uh, who's been, Yay. who's been really supportive, who calls and texts and has been really approachable and, um, she was the one who freaked me out and was like, there's, you can't, you can't wait to figure You can't wait to attack this. You have to call your mom right now. You have to call in reinforcements okay. right now. Ask for help right now. There's no time to wait. You yes. cannot do this alone. She's just staring at me and I'm staring at her and I'm like, oh, you're worried. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Laura's okay. worried, then I'll get it together. Yeah. Um, no, but I love that. Like, I love that you, when I saw your text, I was relieved because I could hear it in your voice. Like, before like you know because it's a lot like you know and I can hear it before and I just 
but I also know you're like really like a, a doer and a completer, you know what I mean? And so I was like, I didn't want you to think, I mean, even that's why from the beginning, I didn't want you to think that like as much as the podcast means to me, I wanted you to know that like it, you, I want you to be okay. There is no podcast without you, you know, and um, that you need to be okay. I mean, and I'm so glad that you asked for help and said enough. And that's why I tried, you know, whenever I reached out to you to see how you were doing, because I just remember, I just, just was thinking of all the feedback that I got from previous friends and my sister when, you know, when they first had their baby and how they felt like no one ever asked about them. It was always like the baby, the baby. And so yes. I tried, you know, <laughs> and so I tried to whenever to be like, how you doing, Mandra? You know, like, I don't even know if I really asked about the baby because I'm like, I'm sure everyone else is because I was just trying to be mindful of, you know, I get it. You know, this is brand new being and everyone's excited, but it's like, oh, what about mom? You know, like you've gone through a lot. So I'm just glad you asked for help and that you shared with us because it's not easy and it's good for someone who might be going through it to know that they're not alone and how they're feeling is how and how they're feeling is normal and people feel like this. And, you know, it's okay and necessary to ask for help and ask for reprieve and just to share like, I'm not okay. Like, I think that's what you said. And I was just so proud of you. Like, I'm not okay. Yeah. And I, I really, I wasn't And every day it's, I check in and I'm like, is this okay? Am I, how am I feeling? And just try and be honest about it. And I think, um, it's like I said, the difference between now and then and why I felt strong enough to do the show today is that I, I know that there, it will get better, that this isn't always going to be, um, as hard as it is now and that there is light and there's a lot to be grateful for. And I'm just trying to be a little bit easier on myself. Um, instead of pushing myself to be exactly who I was, you know, two and a half months ago, just to, this is the new normal and I've got to figure out, you know, and just be honest with where I'm at today. I'm, I'm, a, I'm changed and I'm still figuring out all the different ways that I'm different. Um, but hopefully it'll be all for the better. And of course I love Mr. Rio. He is a delight. Um, every blowout diaper is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> a oh um, my yeah so thank you all um and that is our extremely depressing intro for the show good no it's good i think that this was great and people needed to hear it and we're back we're, we're back. back and we're brown ambitious and if we take a little break in the next few weeks you know why so all the love and encouragement you guys can send i appreciate it and of course tiff you're my I'll still talk. We'll still talk, even though we're not doing the show. But um, love you very much, and thank you for being so supportive. I even offered you hugs, and you knew. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bang. I'm gonna cash in on that hug. Get ready. Never let it go. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. 
State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Do you want to take some questions? Yes. I feel like we haven't had questions in so long. I'm sure we've got some piled up. I love answering questions from the listeners. So let's have them. All right. I checked out our Instagram. You guys can always hit us up. We're at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram with your questions. You can also email us if you want to be old school, uh, Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com or check out our website, Brown Ambition Podcast. Dot com and click ask us anything to hit us up there. Let's take one from a, oh, the tender age of 22 listener. Uh, we'll keep her anonymous. She says, I love the podcast. My boyfriend and I are 22 years old and still in college, but we're hoping to get married within the next couple of years and want to start saving for a wedding. What do you think is the most efficient way to do it? Should we save in a high yield savings account or should we invest and withdraw the money when we're ready? How many years did she say she thinks she's going to get married? She says the next couple years. So not looking at a super tight or super long timeline here. Uh, If it's a couple years, meaning two or or under, I probably would do high yield, right? But I remember because my sister, um, when she got married, um, but she knew she had, I think it was like five or six years because like he was going to medical school. And, but anyway, she invested um, and she bought stock and I forget how much she put in, but she bought Tesla when it was like $30 a share. So it was tremendous. Oh, okay. And so I know, and I think she put like $1,500 in or, or 2000. And I remember by the time she was ready to get married and she sold the stock, she had about $30,000. So, but that's because she had time, um, you know, for that stock or like, you know, all her other investments to kind of grow. So I feel like if it's two years, I, I likely would put it someplace where you have, you're a little bit more liquid because you don't really have a ton of time to ride the wave should things drop. Um, but if you had more than like maybe four years, then, you know, I, I might look into putting it and I probably wouldn't even put into stock. I mean, she tried it. She was lucky, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Not a single <laughs> stock. <laughs> she was, exactly. Um, maybe like so, a, you know, an uh, index fund. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I would put it into, yeah. honestly, if I had more than a few years. Uh, and an index index fund, just to remind you, it just means that instead of investing in one company like Tesla, you get to invest in a bunch of different companies. Um, and that just spreads your investment over, it spreads your risk out. And typically you'll see returns that, that kind of average out over all those companies' returns, not just like one company doing really well won't make or break you. Um, yeah, and I, I totally agree. I, I chose to save in a high yield savings account. Um, and I think if you just have a couple years, that makes perfect sense and be real. And I would say you're 22. So, you know, think about what's a realistic wedding, uh, cost for you guys. Like I would set a, I would set a target for how much you can afford to spend on your wedding and keep it realistic to where you are in your lives. You know, getting married at 22, you're straight out of college, um, and, I just would hate for you guys to, if you have student loan debt, to also take on a bunch of, you know, wedding expenses, trying to have the the big mega wedding um, of yeah. your dreams 
if that ends up being your dream that, you know, you look at the price tag of what you want and it's astronomical and you guys don't see how you can get there in two years, I would say, why not wait? I mean, your life is your life, but if the dream wedding is what you want, um, you know, putting it off for a few years so you can save more, nothing wrong with that. You know, you're still so young. Do I sound like an old buddy duddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't until you said buddy duddy. Buddy duddy? Uh, What do kids say? Okay. No, I know. Okay, boomer. That's what I am. Uh, no cap. I don't even know what that means. Somebody tell me. What does no cap mean? Let me ask Lisa. I don't know. I was just really proud that I dug up OK Boomer. I guess instead of Boomer, it's like OK Older Millennial. That's how I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Like I said, until you said funny that I was with you. I was with you. Um, no, I think that's really great advice. And congratulations on finding love. All right. Let's take our next question from, let's say, her name is Faith. Just uh, making that up. Okay. Her question is about her children. So she has four children, ages 17, 15, 8, and 7. I really don't want my children to end up in a tough financial predicament like I am in, and I want to set them up for success. I was thinking of somehow setting up investment accounts for each one and starting to put money in each. Hopefully over the years, they will grow, and by the time they're adults or older adults, they will have a nice nest egg they can continue to invest. How or what is the best way to go about doing this? Should I meet with a financial advisor? I know nothing about investing really, so I, would, I wouldn't I would even know where to start. Well, this is actually a really good question. Um, I wanted to pull up. So I just was talking with my um, uh, uh, Anjali, who's my financial planner. And she had me transfer. I honestly had like my, the all the kids in my life, like my my godson, my nieces, and my nephew, I had their money basically saved in a high-yield savings account. And she was like, girl, no. Um, so she put money, she invested the funds for me. And I was trying to figure out like where she said, because I wanted to give you the exact words that she said. Um, she said, uh, since the kids are young, I think the allocation is 100% equity. It's reasonable for their age. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is what she said. I would like to keep their allocation simple, meaning when she says 100% equity, that means she's in investing all of their funds in basically like stocks, but like a com- combination. But I'll tell you exactly what she put it in. She said, I would like to keep their allocation simple. Hence, I plan to use two Vanguard ETFs. Remember, Mandy talked about ETF earlier, um, a total U.S. market and a total international market, meaning that she's going to put the kids funds into a Vanguard. Vanguard is a, a company and they have ETFs, which are these like collection of, of stocks or bonds, but she's picking the collection of stocks and stocks are more risky and because the kids are really young. We can afford to put all of their money in like kind of like riskier investments because you have a higher potential for a higher yield. Um, and she was like, you know, that she's putting them into the total market, total U.S. market and total international market funds. So what you can do with ETFs is you can find funds that mimic what the U.S. market looks like and also funds that mimic like what the with like with like the um, Nasdaq or whatever. So you can find funds that mimic what with uh, with markets around the world look like. So if the U.S. market stocks go up, so does your fund. If the U.S. market stocks go down, so does your fund. And so. That's when 
that's what she said. And she said something I think that was really great too. She said, when we have market volatility, you'll see this account swing a lot more than your respective accounts. So the accounts for myself and my husband, it's okay as long as the funds will be kept in um, for a long time horizon. Now, super, super disclaimer, disclaimer. Remember, Angeli is my financial planner. And so she's paid to give me personal financial advice. And so the disclaimer is that like, you know, you have not paid Angeli, so you know, that advice is not professional advice specifically tailored for you, Faith, or anyone listening. Um, but I've just given you an example of like what I'm doing. And um, certainly we welcome you to reach out to a financial planner on your own to get specifically tailored advice to you. But just know that um, for the younger kids, especially, you know, there's some room to be a little bit more aggressive with the, whatever investments you've set aside for them. And for the older kids, there's still a lot of room too, because honestly, 17, 18, that's still very young. It depends on when you are expecting them to be able to basically cash in on that. But I definitely would sit down with a financial planner. Um, and at least you have something like to discuss and, and you could bring some ideas to the table where you think you'd like your money to go for your kids. But kudos for thinking in advance. That's awesome, Faith. Yeah, definitely. And she also questions, you know, should I do a CD if I don't feel ready to invest? You know, a CD is a, is a viable option. I mean, with rates going down right now, though, I don't know. You, you definitely with the CD, it's a more conservative investment, which means you're not going to be earning potentially as much as you could um, if you were to invest in the market. But what I would say, because your kids, some of them are older, so you have a 17 and a 15 year old, they're, you know, depending on how or when you want them to tap into this fund, you have to think about how much time um, you have in front of you. And, and if that, you know, answer is not very much time, maybe a CD makes sense. Maybe if it's a lot of time, five plus years, maybe investing in the market makes more sense. Seeking out help from a financial advisor is probably a good um, place to start if, if you want to, you know, figure out what's the different approach for each of your children based on their ages. So like Tiffany said, that can make a lot of sense. And again, we are not financial experts, just sharing what's worked for us. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to do a quick segue because someone else asked on an earlier episode when I talked about saving for for my son, um, who I obviously is very tiny, very, very young, um, starting to think about how to save for him. I mentioned on an earlier show that I was going to do an IRA and I chose an IRA over a 529 plan. And this listener, Tanira, wanted to know why did I choose a Roth IRA instead of a 529 plan? The only thing that I, uh, one of the, the benefits of a Roth IRA is that they don't necessarily have to use the funds for education. So I feel like that offers more flexibility. Not that I don't hope that my son will go to college one day. Um, you know, he, but he might get a scholarship or a full ride. I mean, if, you know, hopefully if he takes after his mama, um, <laughs> he'll be very smart. And I don't want to have to have those funds tied up. Um, you could yep. use the funds and like, uh, you know, give them to a, another family member. But again, they have to use it at least for now for some kind of education. So for me, Roth IRA makes more sense, but they're both you know, reasonable ways, good ways to invest in your, in your child's future. You just have to kind of think about what's best for, for you. Yeah, I agree. I always feel like, I mean, I feel like they, these days, five, two, nine plans, it just feels a little bit like, ah, because I just don't know 10 years from now, how relevant traditional college is going to be. And I would hate to tie my money up in such a way that it can only be used. Well, the good thing about 529 plans, it doesn't just have to be used for college. It can be used for education across the board. So like you can even use it for like um, for, like a high school or if your middle school costs money or even from what I understand, even daycare these days because they are, they're understanding that education is going to look different years from now. But still, it makes me a little nervous. I'd rather put my money 
elsewhere for my little one. Um, so yeah, so that was just some good, some good updates. Brown booze, brown bread, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? I'm gonna boost. What you gonna do? I'm gonna do a boost. Let me go first. Yeah, go ahead. I'll volunteer. If you guys can ignore the sound of my very unhappy child in the background. Um... I, on last, I think the last episode talked about taking advantage of some different like options to simplify my life. So like getting groceries delivered through Amazon Prime has been awesome. I tried out a new service um, for the past week called Freshly, which is not, they don't, you know, not an endorsement, it's not an endorsement, we're not getting paid, but Freshly actually sends you meals that are already cooked. You just have to heat them up and they're like prepared by chefs and healthy and balanced and all that jazz. And it's been amazing so far. Um, I feel only a little bit lazy, but who cares? I don't have time to cook and clean up dishes and all that stuff. And it's nice to eat food. That's not like a healthy choice or, you know, again, another peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That was how I sustained myself for the first six weeks. (laughs) I'm telling you postpartum PB and J's y'all. Um, so it's called freshly and there's all kinds of promo codes. So the cost is for 12 meals I got for $92, which is a lot less than what I was paying to have lunch every day at the office, um, like $15 for lunch every day. This comes out to less than, I think, $11 per meal um, with the promo code. So I, I'd i recommend it. And there's other services like it. So if you guys, it's I think it'd be great for anyone who's on maternity leave or even if you're like recovering from a surgery or you know someone like say you know someone who had an operation recently or for whatever reason they can't get around the house as easily as they could, this would be a great gift to give them like a week or two weeks um, from a service like this. I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh, that's good to know. That's honestly really good to know because sometimes you're not sure what to get people. And I always like to get people things that are going to be super helpful, especially when they have something new happen in their life, like a baby. So good to know. Husband's already sneaking into the meals though. Those are mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am going to boost. Um, Did I tell you that I got the Nest, the new Nest? Well, I don't know if it's new, but Um, so Nest is like a um, thermostat for your house. And, you know, it's like a a smart thermostat. Well, I don't know, like I, I live in Jersey, so we have PSE&G, but I know like New York has like Con Edison and depending on where you live around the country, I don't know what the name of your um your energy provider is. And so PSE&G is offering uh, basically half off the Nest. Um, so instead of like 250, it was like 125, which is awesome. So I got the Nest and then I splurged and got something called the sensors because I live in an old house. It was built in like, I don't know, 1920 or something like that. So we've got like just one thermostat for the whole house. So um, I wanted to figure out, you know, like what did I need to set the thermostat to so that the house could be comfortable and the the sensors will let you know, like I've named them like Supergirl's room, guest room, um, uh, master bedroom and kitchen. And so that way, and then the, the sensor, the, the main sensor, which is in the thermostat is in the dining room. And so I, on my phone, I'm obsessed. 
So my husband now calls me the boiler operator. <laughs> do you guys battle it out like me and husband do? Where like he's like, I want it to be sixty eight. I'm like, I want it to be seventy two. We go back and oh, forth. God, I love you. <laughs> so first of all, he doesn't really play, but I you should see me. I'm in here like, ooh, Supergirl's room looks a little chilly. Let's turn it out. Oh my god, dude, he's like, look at the boy, look at the boiler operator, look, 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 look at the boiler operator. Like, and so, sometimes I'll come home and it's like maybe the house is too warm or too chilly. He's like, boiler operator, you're off your job. I love it. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, did you touch the did you touch the um thermostat? And I just love the fact that literally I could be like totally like in another state and be like, you know what, the house looks a little chilly from where I am. Um, so yes, honestly, I have to say I love the nest, I love the sensors. Um, yeah, and I somebody gifted me Google Home a while ago, so I have not set it up yet, but apparently it all links because I have the ring, which is, I think is a Google product. And I have the Nest and the sensor. So I think with Google Home, like I'd be, there's like, you know, I can set it up and like be like the super stalker of my house. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my boost. It's just, I think it's just such a great tool. And I used to have to, because of the first floor of the house tends to be cooler than the bedrooms. So we would go to bed at night and I would wake up like in a sweat because I forgot to turn down the 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 thermostat and meanwhile I live my, my I live, I'm on the third floor of our house that's where our master suite is and so I'd have to go all the way downstairs like at midnight to turn it down and to come all the way back up and so now I just roll over grab my phone and the boiler operator has it at her fingertips and I'm like boop 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 so <laughs> my best life yeah so just a little boost of, you know like I said it's to me I I bought a thermostat before it's it's comparable to like what other thermostats cost with this discount, if you live in, I guess, a city that has PSE and G, and for all I know, your 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 um your service provider might have it as well. But totally, it's worth it, and I love it. Join join me. Oh, join yeah. me. Well, you don't need to have a certain service. I think anyone can do the nest. Um, it was fabulous. Oh, sorry, discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'll say we have the Nest doorbell too, and I recently discovered you can turn off the doorbell sound. Oh my God! Anyone with a baby at home, uh, game changing. Every Amazon person I wanted to personally murder for ringing the doorbell when they came. It was always when the baby was sleeping. Always. And not only that, but Molly would start barking too. So to, I still get the alert that someone's ringing the doorbell, but no sound. It is blissful. Oh, yeah, that is blissful awesome. Blissful technology. I am so grateful to you. Um, so shout out to Husband for hooking us up and making our house super tech friendly because the Nest is awesome. Yes. I co-sign your boost. <laughs> Well, Mandra, this was great. It was great to be back in the saddle. But don't forget, if you need a break, take a break. That's not just for Mandra. That's for all y'all listening, that nothing's more important than you being healthy, happy, and whole. One day at a time is my new mantra. So we will maybe see you guys next week. Maybe not. If not, we'll have something else in its place. But I have to say I'm feeling really good. And the fog is lifting. As funny as that sounds, it's what it feels like. So I'm, I'm feeling very happy. Yay, good. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 